Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity, the future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com. Hey, folks, it's Mark Aram. I hope you're enjoying the Mark Aram Show podcast. A reminder, you can hear this very radio show live Monday through Friday. We're live 6 to 8 p.m. Monday through Friday on 95.5 WSB Atlanta's News and Talk. 608 on a sunny Thursday. The Sunshine Gang, Mark Aram and Bananas with you till 8 in the p.m. I just got a side eye from Deb Green when I said we were the Sunshine Gang. Uh, we got a big fun show for you tonight. We, of course, will continue to cover the live protests in downtown Atlanta. Uh, Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms was just seen uh, talking to the crowd. Uh, I think this is day seven of the protest. I think it's a good move by her. Maybe should have done it a little earlier, but she's down there mixing it up. Just gave an interview. We'll play some of that if we haven't already. Uh, Doug Turnbull's in the chopper. We'll monitor any traffic implications from the protesters. Uh, we're going to go in the second hour of the show. We're going to go out to Brunswick, Georgia. Uh, Tony Thomas from Channel 2 with the very latest on the Ahmaud Arbery case. He'll join us live. Uh, but as we do every Thursday, we like to kick things off with... It's time for Would You Rather with Little Sanjay. He is the guru, the soothsayer, the truth seeker, the ask of unanswerable questions, the soon-to-be real estate mogul. He's uh, Little Sanjay. <laughs> and Would You Rather. Welcome to the show, Silky. How are you, buddy? I'm doing well, man. Thursday. It's almost the weekend. Amen, my friend. So if you're not familiar with Sanjay, A, shame on you, and B, Here's how it is. Sanjay uh, is, is from India, grew up in Alabama, and that mixture of culture has given him this unique talent of asking really <laughs> difficult questions. I don't know what it is, whatever the water was in Delhi compared to the water in Gadsden, but you mix those two together and you get Sanjay, and Sanjay is going to ask us unanswerable questions. We're going to answer them here in studio. Feel free to play along in your car or at home. Uh, what is the first question, my friend? All right, number one. My friend, would you rather <laughs> would you rather be stranded in the ocean or stranded in the desert? My first my gut instinct was ocean because I hate being hot and I like the I like water. I like the ocean, but I think survivability for me would be better in the desert. Um I think, you know, going back to Moses, my people walk the desert, so I think I have the genes. Have you ever seen that, by the way? Moses walked the desert for 40 years, and someone uh, Google mapped it and was like, it's like a day and a half walk. Like, <laughs> like, where he was trying to go, like, it's literally a day and a half walk. And he was there. There for, were no roads back then. Uh, so. But still. He, he kept got, on going around in circles. He yeah. got lost for 40 years, and it's a day and a half walk. So despite that poor direction, uh, sense of direction in my genes, I'm going to go desert. Yeah, I got to go desert because I think I could walk out of it eventually. We're in the ocean. You're just floating around yeah. until a shark eats you. I have a fear of drowning and being eaten by sharks, so I want nothing to do with the ocean. Nothing to do with the Absolutely ocean. Absolutely not. Yeah, I think I'd, I'm thinking I'm with you. I'll survive better in the desert. When you were growing up, growing up in uh, Montana, low T Chuck, in beautiful yes, Whitefish, Montana, I'm assuming you had ponds and creeks, right? You were, yes. You'd swim there. Yeah. What was the first time you, you dipped your uh, Montanian toe into uh, one of the 
great oceans of these? Uh, uh, I was 16. 16. Yeah. Where was it? Uh, San Diego. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's a good Long first jump to, yep. to get in the... That you, first experience, San Diego. You were blown away? Were you, I mean, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'd never seen anything like that before. Uh, yeah, I could imagine. Like, I, I'm not spoiled, but growing up, I was like maybe an hour and a half from the coast in Connecticut. Yeah. So we'd go to the beach, not often, yeah. but fairly regularly. So as a kid, I was... Uh, but at 16, the first time you went oh, to the ocean. Yeah. Now, Sanjay, you used to wash your clothes in the river. <laughs> in uh, the Ganges, in right. In the Ganges. But the first, time I, <laughs> first ocean I was in was Panama City Beach, oh, which is what on it spring should break. be for on everybody. Spring break. That's right. Longoria, uh, you crossed the Rio Grande. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was? The, do you remember the first ocean you were ever in? Uh, yeah, it had to have been Saffron. Uh, but no, it was probably Florida. Florida. Florida, when we went to Disney World when I was okay. a kid, 10, All right. somewhere around there. And Deborah Green from the Midwest, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, well, I guess the Gulf's on an ocean. So, yeah. yeah, we went to the Atlantic when I was about 10. All right. Interesting side conversation there. All right. Uh, did everyone answer? Yeah, everyone answered. Yeah. Next question, Sanjay. <laughs> All right, next question. Would you rather shower on the coldest or the hottest setting? Hottest, 100%. I cannot. I mean, I, hot. oh, I get it, Silky. I Maybe can, even hotter than your hottest setting, but hot. Yeah, I, I understand the question. Hot um, though, Mark. Yeah, hot. understood. Hot. <laughs> um, I cannot take a cold shower. I've had to do it a couple times when I forget to pay that power bill, the gas south bill, whatever. And it's I I uh, I can't do it. So I'm gonna go hottest setting. Yeah, it can never be hot enough for me. Like skin be- peeling hot. Yeah, I love it. You yeah. love that stuff. Cold uh, shower, man. You're nuts. Really? Yeah. All right. No. I wonder I'm if there's not, a I connection just... between the love of cold showers and the uh, the testosterone level. <laughs> yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah. It gives me a jump start. It's like morning. a turtle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going hot shower. Hot shower. Yeah, All right. Uh, little Sanjay continues to ask us, would you rather questions on the Mark Aram Show? What is the next question, Sanjay? All right. Would you rather wait longer to sit in the front of the roller coaster or sit anywhere? It doesn't really matter. I'm, I'm a, I haven't ridden a roller coaster in 35 years. Is there a benefit to being in the front? Is that the best seat in the house? You. Yeah, I think that's the best seat. That's that's the huh. overall best seat in the house. Really? Jerky. Is it because it's yeah. scariest, or you just don't have any obstructions yeah. in your view? No one's going to throw up yeah. on you. That, that would probably be, that would probably well, be the yeah. number one Unless benefit. Unless you're going upside down. So if you were on a, a roller coaster, Sanjay, you you like the front seat? Oh yeah, for sure. It's but it, but way. when you take uh, flights, you book Southwest in the middle row of the back, the middle seat, <laughs> the back row. I don't understand the logic there. Yeah, yeah, I'm also cheap. I don't know if you <laughs> remember that. Part. Yeah, oh yeah, that's right. Indian from Alabama. Uh, so front row or middle row on a what was the question again? Front row. Jeez. Would you rather wait longer and sit in the front of the roller coaster or just sit anywhere? It doesn't really matter. Yeah, sit anywhere. It doesn't matter. I'm not a fan. Sit anywhere. I lived in Central Florida. We used to go to parks all the time. Yeah. I had it down, on and off, done. Yeah, get it in, get it out. I have a strong aversion to standing in line. Exactly. That's my number one yeah, thing right there. You could maybe sweeten that up, but <laughs> I cannot stand. You could maybe sweeten that up. <laughs> no. Yeah, uh, I don't like front row in the roller coaster, so. I, I would think, th- I mean, I, I get it. It's probably the yeah. scariest. You get the yeah, most out of it. That's why I hate But it. the biggest benefit <laughs> it is you're not getting thrown up on. That's true. Like, if you're on the last row. How, the- how many times have you been thrown up on a roller <laughs> coaster in your life? life? Uh, doesn't it happen a lot? I would think. Like I, no, I mean, I I've ridden roller coasters, so. and I've never been thrown up one. We uh, we had a, a show. I forgot what we were doing years ago, and the, the guy called up, and his job was the the mop bucket at Six Flags. Oh. It's probably afterwards, like when you get off and you uh, get the equilibrium's uh, off. Don't and okay, you garbage can. Yeah. You're right. You're right. All right. Next question, Sanjay. Places are All right. Would you rather be trapped alone in a completely dark room for one day, or completely bright room for two days? Dark this room for one day. Room. Dark, I, okay. I could, that means I can sleep. 
I don't have to worry about anything. You can't anything. see your feet. You can't see your hands. I mean, dark. There are certain body like, parts I can't see like during that. the daylight anyway. So <laughs> that, does, that doesn't impact me at all. I'm going to go total darkness and just, I need a good 24-hour sleep fest. Dark and solitude. That's like the greatest thing yeah. that ever happened to me. Yeah. Have you not seen the, the blackout curtains in my bedroom, Sanjay? Like, that's basically oh, yeah. how I live anyway. So give me that. As long as there's air conditioning, I'm good. If it was only for a day, I would take the light room. Yeah. But I have two days. No, two I'll, days. I'll take the dark room for for twenty four. Isn't that hours. isn't that part of the torture? Like the, to be in a, a total, completely lit room for days on end. Is so that, it was a dark room. <laughs> isn't it the whole too after in a while, prison? But, but I don't. Well, the I don't. Light, know, well, the, the hole. Yeah. Blasting I mean, light where you can't sleep. It's yeah. Effect. That's that's, that's yeah. Uh, Chuck CIA days. They used mm. to do that. Um, sure. <laughs> to really get the the latest. Uh, Longoria, what are you doing? I'll spend a day in the dark room. Day in the dark yeah. room. What if it was a day dark, day light? What? So Sanjay, Sanjay's <laughs> saying it's two days in the light room. Right. So what, what if it was, it was one day dark, one day, one day light? Yeah. Well, then what does it matter? I mean, would you still do the dark? If we have oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I just want to know if the extra day matters. No, no. You. All right. Uh, next question, Sanjay. All right. Would you rather take a long time to get to sleep, but it's extremely difficult to wake you up? Or get to sleep instantly, but the slightest noise wakes you up. Well, say, repeat that one more time, Sanjay. I'm sorry. Would you rather take a long time to get to sleep, but it's very difficult to wake you up, or go to sleep instantly, but the slightest noise wakes you up? I'm going to go with the second one. So, fall asleep instantly. is That's like a superpower. If people can do that, I'm so, so jealous. And as far as the waking up instantly thing, I don't know about you guys, but like I'm having to wake up to uh, go to the bathroom in the middle of the night. All the time now. As I get older, oh yeah, I'm just I'm up like four times a night. Yeah, it's not so. It doesn't matter. I'm up anyway. So the slightest thing, as long as I go back to sleep immediately, that is a superpower. I'm going to choose that one. Deborah Green. Yeah, I I have a hard time sleeping. So if I can sleep, and then I don't mind being woken up. Because yeah. I, I always fear I'm going to be late for something. Yeah, it, that's another thing yeah. too. I don't want to oversleep. Uh, low T Chuck. I already fall asleep instantly. Like when I hit the jealous. Yeah, with, that within is... minutes I'm asleep. Man, my wife Simple wants mind, to smoke. Nothing yeah. to, it's fine with me. Nothing keeps you up. <laughs> fine with me. Nothing. <laughs> Not a worry nothing in the world. Nothing bothers this conscience yeah. whatsoever. Nothing. You don't worry about bills. Your nope. wife handles all that. Yep. Like I'm health living, issue. Nothing. <laughs> That's golden. Good, good life. Ignorance no, is bliss. I, I, I love falling asleep right away. Yeah. So I don't mind. That's if a I had gift. To that yeah, really yeah, is a I gift. I really. Yeah, I'll fall asleep right away. Yeah, I wish I had that ability. Whatever. I mean, I could be so exhausted. I am so exhausted all the time. And then I lie down. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna close my eyes, go to sleep. And all of a sudden, I'm trying to solve the world's problems in my head. Yeah, I don't you have know? that problem. And I'm like, oh, I got I to uh, power wash the back deck. <laughs> like, just like random stuff. Like, I do to-do lists in my head. Like, I've never power washed I'm anything. I'm going to order for dinner tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, all these random things that don't even they don't yeah. even matter, but they're in my head. You got one more? Is that it, Sanjay? That's it. All That's right. it. Sanjay, the... Uh, Official accountant of the Mark Aram show. He will do your taxes. The tax deadline is now when, Sanjay? July fifteenth. Right, I gotta get my I gotta get my paperwork together. I've been taking advantage of this. Uh, yeah, me too. Yeah, let's do that this weekend, Longo. Okay. All right. Uh, you, you can find him on Facebook, Brass Tax Accounting, or Brass Tax on the internet. That is his website. Uh, great job again, Sanjay. Uh, you're really crushing it these days, buddy. Thanks, bud. Ever since you flopped with that grape versus raisin question, <laughs> you've, you've rebounded nicely. That was the low point, and then you, you dusted yourself off and got back up, and you came to play. So I appreciate it, buddy. 
My man. All right, there he is. Uh, little Sanjay and Would You Rather. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Lock cooking downtown with a protest. We got an update from Brunswick, Tony Thomas. Oh, Jake Fromm. Jake Fromm, Jake Fromm. And Vegas is reopening. We'll have some fun. We'll get some newsy stuff in as well. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is The Mark Aram Show. 626. Mark Aram and gang with you till 8 in the p.m. Uh, speaking of Alex Williams, we just heard from in about 30 minutes. We're going to play uh, one of our favorite games. Does Alex Williams know this food? My favorite game uh, is poker. And I'm very excited. Las Vegas is reopening. Uh, Deborah Green sent me the story. Tourists returned to downtown Vegas yesterday evening, trickling in after months of a state lockdown on all gaming and casinos. From the East Coast to the West, most tourists said they had no hesitation to come back. Several hotel properties reopened on June 3rd, and the governor said uh, casinos could open their floors. Uh, their floors of the casino, Longoria. Not whatever, every. I mean, they still have floors. Right. But not, they call them, split them in half. Exactly. Right. Uh, at 12.01 a.m. this morning, and people went back, and some of the casinos were, like, giving free airfare. Like, round-trip airfare. You didn't even have to, like, stay at their hotel. They were like, come fly and come. Like, Vegas might have been the city, oh, maybe New York, because of all the death and everything and no tourism. But after New York, Vegas, uh, probably's economic impact to the COVID is, is huge. The question is, and I love Las Vegas. I love Las Vegas. I don't know if I'm ready to go back to Las Vegas just yet. Yeah, I don't know. I'd probably go to, you know, the one yeah. closer here first. Yeah. Something I'm, like that. Well, I'm still even hesitant there. But but free airfare? They're going to they're gonna they make throw it. in free airfare, yeah. free hotel, and free food on there, obviously. Well, sure. I mean, everyone's got their, their they, point. They had a lot of protocol set up. Seemed pretty safe. Right? Well, that's a problem, though. Like, I like the way casinos were. Oh. I don't know if I'd like the new style casino. So, Vegas is reopened. Would you go? I don't know. i got to think about it. You have to incentivize, incentivize me a lot, Longoria. You better bring your checkbook. Uh, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK, on Twitter and Instagram, at Mark Aram. Having fun on a Thursday on 95.5 WSB, Atlanta's News and Talk. Hey, this is Louie Anderson, and you're listening to The Mark Aram Show. 639, 21 in front of 7. It is, uh, according to my digital thermometer, somewhere between 86 and 93 degrees on Peachtree Street. Something's going on with this thermometer. I think it's got the Rona. Uh, coming up in 30 minutes, Tony Thomas will join us live from Brunswick, Georgia. And in just a little bit, we're going to play Does Alex Williams Know This Food? Uh, Vegas reopened at 12.01 a.m. today. And uh, folks went. Folks went. I'm glad to see folks are getting back out there. I still want you to proceed with caution. I went to a couple of stops today. And it's it's so funny. I'm I'm losing my memory, for real. Like, it happens. There's something every day that... The most uh, notable is every morning I'll, I got the, you always see me drinking this coffee, Longoria, right? In this little yeah. red cup. Mm-hmm. And it goes cold some at some point in the morning or w- lukewarm. And I go to put it in the microwave in the break room and I'll go do something else. And I'll come back to the traffic center. And nine times out of 10, I forget to bring my coffee back with me. So my mind is, is going. And I feel it a lot too when I'm leaving my car to come in the building. It's like, all right, I need my keys. I need my phone. I need my badge, blah, blah, blah. And now, the, with the mask, that's another thing you got to remember. Right. So twice today, I went to the UPS store because I went first to get my package. It wasn't there. And then I had to go back and get my package when it finally got there. And both times, I locked the door, started walking, and, like, I get 15 yards away. And I'm like, oh, I forgot my mask. And I got to turn back. 
So it's just another thing for me to forget. Yes. Anyway, uh, mask, no mask, I don't know. I'm not ready to, I love casinos, I love Vegas, but I'm not ready to go back there. Are you? Would you go to Vegas, especially with these great bonus offers, free airfare, free hotel, et cetera, et cetera? 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Chris joins us on the Mark Aram Show. Hey, Chris, what's going on? Hey, Mark, what's going on? I'm hanging in, brother. How are you? I'm doing good. Thanks for taking my call. My pleasure. No, you go to Vegas, man. The Rona's over. <laughs> I don't know if you heard the news with uh, Chris Chandler. Not exactly out of the woods just yet. Well, that was from old numbers. What's that? That was from my old numbers. Those are old numbers. Those old numbers. Okay. All right. So you. I mean, I mean if they can protest and be all around like they are all over each other, surely it's not a problem. Well, I think we might find out differently three weeks from the end of the protest. But, sir? Maybe. Yeah. Oh, I, I think. Yeah. I, I definitely think. I mean, so I think the numbers are like. 20 states are in decline, 20 states are in the rise, and like 10 states are, are static right now. I think somewhere around there. Uh, Georgia numbers went up the last couple of days. But I have no doubt that all a large majority of the protesters have been um, exposed to the virus. Now, a lot of them are wearing masks, which I think is good. Being outside has to help, right? It's much better to be outside than inside. But I have no doubt we're going to see a spike in, in the coronaviruses. And if you live in the suburbs, that's good for you. If you Unless you're coming to the suburbs and right, protesting right. downtown, I think inside the perimeter, we're going to see a big spike in, in COVID-19. Uh, Will is in Athens, Georgia. Will, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. Hey, Mark. How's it going? What's going on, brother? You ready to go to Vegas? Uh, no, let's not go to Vegas. <clears throat> um I got a question, and, I, and I'm, I'm going to try to politically correct, put this the best way I know how. Okay. And I'm going to try to keep from offending anyone, because nowadays everything offends everybody. True. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I mean, I see the protest that's going on, and I understand everything is legitimate. I mean, Foley was a bad thing. Arbery was a terrible thing. But, dude, there are white kids getting murdered in this country every day of the week. You understand what I'm saying? And there's no protest in the street. There are Hispanic kids getting murdered in the streets. There's no protest. What's up with that, brother? You understand what I'm saying? Explain it to me. Can you do that? Uh, yeah, I, I think I can. I think it's part of a, a larger issue with uh, as far as... Uh... Don't get yourself in trouble now, brother. No, no, no. We all got to be correct now. <laughs> no, no. I'm, I'm... I, I'm try... I mean, I'm not a big... I love everybody. Understood. But I'm trying to figure out what's going on. I, I you think have a good day, sir. You Thank too, you, Will. Brother. All right. Thank, thanks for opening up the can of words, worms and then hanging, hanging up See on See you later. <laughs> um... So the, the protest came on the back, uh, on the heels of the Ahmad Arbery case in Brunswick. And we're going to talk to Tony Thomas uh, in Brunswick in just a second. And then the uh, George Floyd case, obviously, and the video of both. That, that really, I mean, this has been going on for a long time, for years. Um, the, the, the heightened worry in the African-American community about how they are being policed. Um, it, it's a broader issue. It's not just what's going on with, with law enforcement officers and uh, the African American community. Um, it's it's a lot of things that are broader than that, and we'll, we'll deal. We'll need a bigger conversation. But when when you see that video, the George Floyd video in particular, where it was just so so blatantly obvious that it was uh, not necessary for that officer to do what he did, um, I, I I don't think we've seen a video of that magnitude of that severity involving a police officer and uh, a white kid, as you said, or a police officer and a Hispanic kid. Um, and I've got 
friends and, and relatives that are uh, African-American. And they, they have a different experience with police officers than, than I do, than Chuck does, than Longorian Deb perhaps might have. Where I'm not worried. The only thing I worry about if I get pulled over is getting a ticket. They worry about a lot more than just getting a ticket. And that, I mean, we'll, we could talk four hours about it, but that is my 30 second reply to, to your question there. When we come back, more of your calls. Does Alex Williams know this food? Vegas has reopened. Will you go? 404 872 750 WSB Talk on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Aram. 6.53, 7 in front of 7, Mark Arab and the Bananas at your beck and call till 8 in the p.m. Uh, developments out of Brunswick, Georgia. Tony Thomas from Channel 2 is going to join us after news, weather, and traffic. Before we get back to the phones, one of our favorite co-workers, uh, some people might call him the favorite co-worker, Alex Williams joins us live from the uh, WSP 24-Hour Traffic Center. Alex, I just want to uh, pat you on the back and Mike Shields and Mike Boozer and Doug doing a great job monitoring the protests uh, the last seven days. Uh, a different uh, type of traffic reporting going on in the traffic center. I've never used the Atlanta, well, you know what I'm talking about, yeah. the Atlanta cameras yeah, as much the, as I have in the past. So we have access to a 1,000 cameras all over Metro Atlanta. And usually we're like, all right, 285 in Roswell Road, 75 in Chas State. Like, those are the cameras we use. Alex Williams is like, Marietta Street and Centennial. Like, we never <laughs> use that camera. But, yeah, we've been doing it. So you, I just want to say thank you. You've Absolutely. been keeping us up to date, not only in the protests, but the closures and the traffic. You're great at that. You know what you're not great at? Knowing food. Knowing food. Does Alex Williams know this food? Does Alex Williams know this food? Does Alex Williams know this food? That boy don't know what that is. Because you've been doing such a good job for this edition of Does Alex Williams Know This Food? I've come up with, I think, an easy one. I think uh. you're going to get it. Uh, I think I'm I'm 98.5% sure you're going to get this one. It's an easy one. I think you'll get it. All right, here we go. Alex Williams, does he know this food? The food today, Alex Williams, is baklava. 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 I believe it's a Jewish dish. No? God damn it. <laughs> uh, no, it's not a Jewish dish. What kind of let's what kind of dish would it be though? Like is it a is it a soup? Is it a salad? Is it an appetizer? Is it a main course? Baklava. I think uh let's go appetizer. <laughs> that boy See, not that boy, really? I know I mean I know I've heard of it, but we've had it. Head. We've had it here. I know, I was gonna say, didn't you give yeah, it that? Yeah, we've had it. It's a it's a we've Greek had so dish. Much food here. I know, I know. <laughs> but not, not, since, not recently. recently. Yeah, not not recently. Baklava, it's a sweet treat. Greek, it's the the phyllo dough and the honey and the little Nuts yeah, on it. I would ne- something I would never eat. But we've seen. But I mean, we've, we've had it here. Bac- it's like a triangle. Christina's usually. brought it in. Yeah, Christina Aiklin. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. All right. So Alex Williams did not know this food. Baklava. Uh, it's not. I think you'd enjoy it. I know you don't like sweet treats, but it's not super sweet. It's just. No. It's like a, a, a honey soaked pastry. Okay. Yeah. Alex Williams does not know this Weak food. Weak sauce. I'll, I'll go back to traffic. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Alex. Again, thank you for uh, <laughs> not just you, but everybody in the afternoon drive traffic team. We've all been crushing it. Like, I've been doing You have been crushing it. I haven't had to deal with that in the mornings doing traffic because the protesters yeah, aren't. Yeah. They're, they're already in bed by then. And, uh, and you the know, curfew's on. The curfew's on. So uh, so I haven't had to deal with that. So uh, thank you, Alex, for doing Absolutely. all that you do. Y'all have a good night. Uh, you too, buddy. Uh, Joe in Locust Grove. Joe, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you there, Mr. Aaron. I just want to say um, I don't wish nobody dead or, mm-hmm. you know, good Lord, we've got enough of that going on right now between the virus and the riots. But I will say this. 
I do hope on election day there'll be enough of them protesters out there uh, who has the runs or sick to their stomach. They won't show up at the voting ballot because uh, President Trump and the Republicans are going to need all the help they can get from the almighty. I think the runs was the ninth plague in Egypt, right? It was those locusts. It was the firstborn. Yeah. And then the runs. Then the runs. That was it. That was the, the last <laughs> draw for the Egyptians. They're like, all right, we're out of toilet paper. Mike's in Marietta. Mike, welcome to the show. What's going on, buddy? Hey, hey Mark. I hadn't listened the whole time, but I just heard Lester Holt, uh, Lester Holt on TV, and he asked a lady, uh, you know, what does uh, what does it look like if change? What does change look like? And she said, uh, basically doing away with the police. And I'm thinking, holy cow, how does that work? So that, that will not happen. Don't worry about that, yeah. Mike. Don't don't worry. I don't have much time because we got to go to the break. But uh, we're not doing away with the police. I think there can be tweaks on how police officers are trained. How they react, and that's it. That's part of the solution. But getting rid of the police, no, it's not going to happen. You have my my solemn vow, my Sean Hannity sw- solemn vow. That will not happen. When we come back, Tony Thomas from Channel Two Action News will join us live in Brunswick, Georgia. This is the Mark Aram Show on WSB. The Mark Aram Show is performed before a live studio audience. No, I run this town to be near you. Back to the show and a good Thursday Eve to you. Mark Aram here. You there at 707, seven minutes after seven o'clock. This is the Mark Aram Show heard Monday through Friday, 6 to 8 p.m. on 95.5 WSB Atlanta's News and Talk. The whole family's here today. Deborah Green produces the show. Longoria, the Stoic Eskimo on the other side of the takeout window. Low T Chuck Low screens, tea. Dem calls. Uh, we are going to talk about uh, movie theaters. Jake Fromm, more on Vegas, but I want to go down to uh, Brunswick, Georgia. There has been a development in the uh, Ahmad Arbery murder case covering that for Channel 2 Action News and joining us live, our good pal, Tony Thomas. Tony, how are you, my friend? Good evening, Mark. How are you doing? This is, a, this is a record number of Tony Thomas appearances on the Mark Aram Show. We had you I up, know. We're on a string, aren't we? Yeah, we had you in the protests in Gwinnett County on Saturday. Now we have you in Brunswick. Uh, the latest development, some really eye-opening stuff came to light today, Tony. Well, I tell you, you know, this case of the death of Ahmad Arbery has been uh, tinged with racial overtones uh, for weeks now. But today, a preliminary hearing where the GBI testified about uh, the evidence they have in this case. And for the first time in the official court documents and testimony of authorities, we hear that the GBI believes race was a motive in this February killing down on the Georgia coast. A GBI agent in court under testimony uh, telling prosecutors that one of the defendants in this case, there's three men charged, says the man who's accused of pulling the trigger, uh, Travis McMichael, stood over the body, he said, of Ahmaud Arbery in the middle of that suburban street in that uh, housing uh, neighborhood, stood over the body and used a curse word and then the N-word as he waited for the police to arrive. Jaw-dropping uh, a testimony today from the GBI. Uh, the, Travis, is that the, the son or the father of the, of the that, defendants? That is the son. Um, and defense attorneys, for some reason, Mark kept bringing up 
to the GBI asking, you know, trying to get them to say there were no racial overtones, but the GBI kept repeating that they believe race was a factor in all this. In fact, at one point, they also said, you know, the third man charged in all this is the man who took the video that we've all seen now of this killing. That man is uh, Ronnie Bryan. He now faces murder charges, too. There's been a lot of question of what his involvement has been. He said, hey, I was just a witness in all this. GBI today is saying, no, they've got testimony. In fact, his own words saying he tried several times to help block Arbery in as he ran and tried to get away from these men who were pursuing him. And the GBI also said they believe Brian also has made a lot of racist statements in his past, and they also believe that played a part in his role. Tony Thomas from Channel 2 Action News joining us uh, on the Mark Aram Show live from Brunswick, Georgia, the very latest on the Ahmad Arbery case. Uh, how does the GBI, was was it was there any evidence presented today or the GBI hinted how they know that the younger McMichael stood over the body, said a curse word, and then the N-word? They say in an interview in uh, May after the McMichaels were arrested, but before Roddy Bryan was arrested, that Bryan is the one who told him that. that presumably Bryan... And Greg McMichael, Travis McMichael would be about the only three people right there uh, during this time. You know, the police were already on their way because they'd had a 911 call that there's a man running through the neighborhood. It didn't take Glen County police very long at all to arrive on the scene. There's only about a two minute, three minute span there. And that's when Roddy Bryan, one of the other defendants, says he heard Travis say that. What What was the reaction uh, in the courtroom and, and in Brunswick uh, with this knowledge now of, of the racial overtones of, of the murder? It's confirming what a lot of people, a lot of the protesters have felt all along and that they felt was obvious. It is also, I don't want to say angered, but encouraged a lot of people that their feelings that this case was justice delayed for all those weeks that local authorities never filed charges. That's giving this them a lot firmer belief. At one point, not too long after this, Ahmaud Arbery's mother left the courtroom. She said she just couldn't hear all this, and the defense attorneys kind of attacking her son's reputation. She had to leave for a while. An odd scene, though, because of the pandemic and everything, none of the defendants were in the courtroom. They were via tele video link from the county jail a few miles away, only people in the courtroom were the lawyers, the judge, and one the family and one TV camera operator. Everybody else kept in side rooms, also watching via video links. Interesting. I would imagine the defense is, is trying to set up a self-defense argument. What did the GBI have anything to say about that? Travis McMichael and Greg McMichael are both saying self-defense will be their defense as this cases go on. The GBI uh, lead investigator who was on the stand all day simply said he does not believe the McMichaels have any right to self-defense. He believes it was Mr. Arbery who has the right to self-defense. And uh, also in the in the uh, testimony today, uh, the, the one of the McMichaels said that he had a, a, a gut hunch that uh, Ahmad Arbery was yeah. was Greg ha- McMichael. Greg McMichael thought that uh, Arbery had just committed a burglary or something. What what, what was the testimony yeah, there? Uh, you know, the the background of this is this is the neighborhood right on a uh, a riverway that deep water that leads um, out to the to the ocean. A uh, house under construction in the neighborhood. A lot of people have been seen going in and out. A lot of rumors 
that uh, stuff had been stolen from that house. Then the McMichaels claim they saw this guy running down um, the neighborhood street after walking out of this house under construction. They thought he was a burglar, and that's why they took out after him. They're claiming it was only after Arbery turned around and confronted them after they chased him that they shot him in self-defense. Prosecution, Arbery family, many people in this community not buying that at all. Tony Thomas from Channel 2 Action News joining us live from Brunswick, Georgia, the latest on the Ahmad Arbery case. So uh, in in part of the testimony, uh, a GBI agent said he believes Arbery fought back when he couldn't get away from the McMichaels uh, Correct. Uh, that's based on video evidence, testimony. Where where are we getting that from? Uh, mainly the video evidence of uh, you know Roddy Bryan videotaped um, the end of this conversation, the last thirty three seconds or so. That's where they're getting a lot of this evidence. They also say they've had three or four other surveillance videos from around the neighborhood that show parts of this pursuit. It went on. Uh, for several minutes as they followed and kept trying to box him in around the, the neighborhood. And then they also, all three of these defendants at one point or the other, did speak with investigators and gave their side of the story. Greg McMichael is a retired cop here, worked for the DA's office for years. In fact, it came out in court today, Mark, the gun, the 357 that he shows pointing at Aubrey as his son and Aubrey were fighting in the street. That's the gun he was issued by the Glen County Police Department when he became a police officer so many years ago. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but he hasn't worked for the department since 1989. Is that normal for them to hold on to the uh, the weapons after they leave the that, force? That's a good question. I'm not sure. You know, he went from the Glen County Police Department over to the uh, Glen County District Attorney's Office and was their chief investigator for years and years. So maybe they allow him to take the weapon there. How he still had it, I'm not sure what their policy is. What's the next move uh, in, in the legal process here, Tony? Do we know what's co- what's coming up next? The magistrate court judge uh, did move, say there was enough evidence to uh, probable cause to move this on to a superior court judge. It will land in the hands of a judge that has been assigned this based out of Savannah. Uh, the next step, I expect, will be some, if not all, three of the defendants asking for bond. And there'll be hearings on that probably within the next month or so. And since this this story broke, well, I mean, it, the the murder happened in February, but there's obviously been developments recently. We've had the George Floyd murder in Minneapolis. Uh, how is Brunswick and, and that whole area of the state uh, uh, re- reacting to the George Floyd situation on the heels of the Ahmad Arbery case? You know, Ahmad Arbery Arbery's uh, mother tonight told me she doesn't go more than a few minutes thinking about George Floyd and then what happened to her son. She says it is constantly, constantly on her mind. Even as we speak, there's another march and protest going on here in Brunswick. It is focusing not only on Ahmad, but on the, all the, uh, the other cases um, from around the country. It is definitely on the mind down here, and it just proves in many people's minds down here just how widespread this issue is. Tony, as always, great work. Thank you for taking uh, time out. I know you've had a long day down there. Are you coming back or are you staying down there? What's your schedule like? I'll be live with you on the, the WSB tonight at 11 o'clock. And then after that, I have no idea. All right, Tony Thomas. <laughs> he's on Twitter. If you want to follow him, get the latest. It's at Tony Thomas WSB. Tony, thanks so much for your time. 
appreciate it. There it is. Uh, wow. Wow. Standing over Arbery's body and throwing down racial slurs. Wow. Uh, we will discuss that next. 404-872-0750-1800. WSB Talk on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Aram. This is The Mark Aram Show. Mark Aram on 95.5 WSB, Atlantis News and Talk. 723, 86 degrees-ish on Peachtree Street. We you let uh, engineering know that this thermometer is wackadoo? Uh, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Amazing new information coming out of Brunswick, Georgia. Thanks again to Tony Thomas for giving us the update there. Uh, your thoughts on the new info. Matt joined us on the program. Matt, how are you? Matt? Is gone. Everybody, clap yeah, we'll, your we'll hands. Matt. Yeah, Matt deserves a clap for that. Thank you, Matt. Wasting Chuck's time. Uh, J- I always appreciate when people waste Chuck's time. So very good job. Very few can do it. Yes, James is in Loganville. James, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. Thanks, Mark. I'm 70 years old, and I grew up in a time where black people could even have an obituary printed in the newspaper. And all this just makes me sick. Of course, I've changed my attitude over the years. And there's two people on this planet that I trust with my life. One of them happens to be a black man, and I, I it just is killing me. It's breaking my heart. Thanks, Mark. I appreciate the show. Thank you, James. Um, going back to that earlier caller that I didn't have much time to answer about what, what was going on, here's the thing. I don't know about you guys, but when I was growing up, I was taught when in trouble, find the police, right? Yeah. Like if anything's oh, yeah. going down, you you find a police officer and they will take care of you. They yep. will they, that's their job to protect you. And through my life, that has been the case. Yep. Like I I I have always if if something is amiss, I go to the police. They are they are there to help us and protect us. They are peace officers. That that's basically what their role is. Um, and and that's the way I am today at forty six. Like if I think something's funky, I'm going to the police. I think there's a generation or generations of folks of color that that is not the case. They're not taught, hey, if things go awry, call the police. Like, that's not the number one de facto nope. uh, reaction. Um, and that's sad. That's that's I can't comprehend that. If I if I think if I look out the window, I see stuff going down. I'm calling 911. I'm assuming Longoria, uh, oh, Deborah yeah. and, and yeah. Chuck, that's that's your reaction. There's a segment of our population our fellow citizens that that is not their first reaction and that that needs to change you speaking of law enforcement officers we had a couple call during tony thomas's interview chuck what did they tell you oh uh as far as firearms go um that when a person's retiring their preferred firearm the the department will sell it to somebody with a federal firearms license and then you can purchase it from them so, so if, it might have been in limbo there. So if you're a police officer for 25 years, yeah. you've had the same revolver. You, that's your that's your yeah. revolver, but it's it's issued from the department. Yeah. When you retire, the the department can't sell it to you directly. As far so, as I understand, that's what I was told. Okay, yeah. so they'll sell it to a federally licensed dealer, and then you're able to buy, buy that it from them. Yep. Unlike radio, where I will yeah. just when I retire, I'm just going to take my headphones, my trusty <laughs> headphones. Yeah. I don't need I don't need to buy them from a pawn <laughs> no, shop. I no, can yeah. just all right. So that makes sense. Then yeah. uh, I get that if you're attached to a piece of uh, equipment for your whole career, you're carrying it for a long time. Yeah, I I wanted to keep that chair that was in here. Remember that old oh, ratty, yeah, the old one, because that was the chair I was sitting at um, with every big breaking news story. Oh, yeah. You know, um, from from 
you know, bad stuff like 9-11 to good stuff like election coverage. The bridge burning down. Bortz, the bridge burning down. Yeah. Bortz sat in that chair for decades. Clark Howard. Yeah. To me, it was legendary. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm going to keep this chair. And someone threw it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, Nobody cares. That chair should be at least, if not in the Smithsonian, in, in my romper room. My man cave, that chair's gone now. History gone. So I get that. All right, we're going to come back more of those amazing developments, jaw-dropping developments in the Ahmad Arbery case. And uh, I don't know if you guys saw it, but uh, I woke up from a nap this afternoon, and Jake Fromm was uh, trending on Twitter. And it was not for anything he's done on the football field. We'll talk about that next. And your calls, of course, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. On Twitter and Instagram, at Mark Aram. This is The Mark Aram Show. Hi, everybody. This is Zoe Saldana, and you're listening to The Mark Aram Show. 7.36, Mark Aram and the Bananas with you till 8 in the p.m. Don't forget, you can listen at home on the WSB radio app. That's how I listen to the uh, program. Or if you're fancy like Longoria, and he has both uh, Google Home and Amazon Alexa, you just have to say play 95.5 WSB. And uh, the Stoic one posts the podcast every night after the show, so... Listen on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. Some uh, some jaw-dropping stuff out of Brunswick, Georgia. We heard from Tony Thomas. Uh, the big headline, though, uh, the GBI says that the uh, younger suspect in the Ahmad Arbery case allegedly stood over uh, Ahmad, Ahmad Arbery's body after he shot him, said a bunch of expletives and the N-word. Uh, that just, uh, I mean, what... Uh, that's all I got to say about that. But I want to know what you think on that. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. I woke up from uh, my nap this afternoon, and I'll log on. I'll see what Deborah Green's email me stories, and I'll check social media. And I saw Jake Fromm uh, trending on Twitter, former Georgia quarterback. Uh, you might remember him from such amazing games like this against Georgia Tech. Wide open. Touchdown! Touchdown, Charlie Werner! The first of his career! Right down the seam, nobody around him. Look at Charlie down on his knees. From with the uh, TD pass there uh, against Georgia Tech. Scott Howard with the call here. I'm your home with the dogs. As a dog fan, I was like, is Fromm, he got drafted by the Bills, is he going to be the starting quarterback? Like, what? what's going on? No, really bad stuff. Did you see this, Chuck? Have you seen the... Uh, I haven't seen the full All right. details. So, no. so basically, uh, this girl that is apparently was, uh, I'm going to use past tense, was sure friends was. with uh, Jacob Fromm, and I'm not sure of the timeline on this. It might have been a while ago. Tweeted out a uh, text message thread that she had with the former Georgia quarterback. Oh, no. Uh, talking about, I don't know what they were talking about prior to this, but they were talking about guns. And uh, this this is the text, and, and he's confirmed it because he's apologized for it. And sure. I'll read his apology in just a second. Um I th- he starts the text off by saying, I thought we were talking about lots of stuff, but no guns are good. Let They need to let me get suppressors. I'm assuming that is like uh, a silencer? Well, that's what they're called. They're not actually silencers. Okay. It's a suppressor. A suppressor. It suppresses the noise. And it's the next text that got him really in hot water. Just make them very expensive so only elite white people can get them. Oh, Ha-ha. snap. And she replies, bro, what? Whoa, do you think you're an elite white person? And uh, and then she shared another sister, uh, another text, I think from her sister or something, saying, hey, Jake, call me three times about what you put on Twitter. On Twitter. Sorry. Uh, are you awake? Please delete this. And she says, I can't. It's not right. This is the girl that, that yeah, posted yeah, yeah. the text message. And then uh, her friend said, you said you just were. 
Then the the girl replies, Ashley is the girl's name. I don't mean, I mean, I don't want to see him go down or anything, but I know part of helping the cause on my end is to call out things like that. And if anything, I don't think he'd get fired. I just think he might have to make a statement, which would be good. And the person replies, no, he's about to get fired. Uh, the Bills are talking about dropping him right now. And she replies, how is that my fault? Um, just, uh, uh, so Jake or, uh, tweeted out this statement on Twitter. Uh, Twitter. Uh, I am extremely sorry that I chose to use the words, quote, elite white people in a text message conversation, although I never meant to imply that I am an elite white person. As stated later in the conversation, there's no excuse for that word choice and sentiment. While it was poor, my heart is not. Now more than ever, it's time for support and togetherness, and I stand against racism 100%. I promise to commit myself to being a part of the solution in this country. I addressed my teammates and coaches in a team meeting today, and I hope they see this incident as not representative of the person I am. Again, I'm truly sorry for my words and actions and humbly ask for forgiveness. So Jake Fromm left early from the University of Georgia as a junior and was drafted uh, later than expected in the Buffalo by the Buffalo Bills. And, and you know how they do the combines and, the, mm-hmm. you know, they, they, you have to do the 40-yard dash and the, all these drills and everything. He, he didn't fare fairly well on those. Arm, arm strength was a question, but he was a winner. I mean, a proven winner, Georgia, yeah. great leader. And his intangibles, like the uh, – what's that score, Chuck, that the, there's a test that the kids have to take coming out of college? Like the Freilich test or the oh the Wonderlick the Wonderlick yeah, yeah. not the not the Bill Freilich the, the, the Wonderlick test <laughs> the Wonderlich. he had like the highest scores ever yeah. and like like organizations were like well I, this would be a great guy to have in the organization mm-hmm. and then this comes out and I've heard I mean I've been watching on social media what's going on and people are blasting this this girl for you know tweeting out what was supposedly a private text uh, text message conversation and and I understand but. Anything you put out, you can't expect it to be private. Like, no matter what, whether it's uh, a text message, an email. I know Longoria sends his pic- his wife pictures all the time. All the time. Of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, God forbid that ever gets yeah, out. <laughs> no one wants to see that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so, I mean, you you should expect some sort of level of privacy in a private text message conversation. But once, it's, once it leaves your phone, yep. that's why we've had all these things where, where – Kids in high school are sending out, you know, nudes to each other, and it, and they get surprised when it gets released on the internet. Like, just a, uh, a, a just a, a another one of these stories that is just awful. And I, I I've never met Jake Fromm. Seemed like a good dude. Seemed like a team leader. Um, I don't know what was the thinking behind that, um, but uh, he's obviously in the wrong, and he knows he was wrong. But I don't know. I, I don't. He was a fringe prospect at best. I can't imagine Buffalo, the Buffalo Bills are going to hang on to him. It, I wouldn't think so. It's just like any other profession. If you're really good at your profession, they'll let some things slide for a right, while, right. right? Like Bill O'Reilly. Like, they right? Let that I slide mean, for a long time. Yeah, like, oh, all right, we'll pay $72 million in sexual <laughs> harassment claims because you're getting the ratings, right? Right. I mean, Jake Fromm was not going to come in and win MVP this year. So I don't think that the former Bulldog is going to. Uh, the Bills have a starting. Yeah, Josh Allen. He's actually oh, that's, pretty good. Yeah, no, he, yeah he's yeah. gone. So I think he's yeah, gone. He's gone. If there is a silver lining for Dogs fans, at least he's not on the team anymore. Yeah. He left early, which was probably a mistake in hindsight where he was drafted. Um, but uh, at least the, the Bulldogs won't have to deal with that distraction going forward this year. Uh, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Michael joins us in Riverdale. Mike, thanks for hanging on so long. Welcome to the program. 
geez, I got to keep a notepad. You cover so many things, (laughs) and then I got to cover them, like, really quick. No, no, no. Whatever you want to talk about, Michael, no pressure. Whatever you wanted to call about. Uh, Let's go first. Um, You said the thing about uh, the younger McMichael calling him the N-word. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Kendrick Lamar is a rapper that gets paid millions of dollars, and they award him uh, Grammys for saying the N-word. So, uh, okay, enough there. Let's go to the next subject. Uh, there was a gentleman on about an hour ago that said um, uh, about reverse racism. Okay, and about 14 days, 10 days ago, there was a 15-year-old kid up in Buckhead, I believe, that shot a 35-year-old man in the dark on the, on the way home from meeting friends because he didn't want to call Uber. And there was no rights for that. I, you'll, no you'll, have to, you'll have to send me a link to that story, Michael. I'm not familiar with that story. No, it was on it was on SBTV. I know. I, I just I don't know about it. So if you can email me a link, Mark at wsbtv.com, and give me your top four Kendrick Lamar songs, so I can add them to my iTunes playlist. <laughs> Frank is in Austell, Georgia. Frank, welcome to the show. How are you, sir? Frankie. Everybody Rush Limbaugh. Nope, this is Mark Aram. But we're we're often Rush confused. Limbaugh. We're often confused. Sean Hannity. Yeah, not Neil Borg. Is he just, just naming people that used to work? I, I mean, that work here. <laughs> I don't know. Mark Aram. Do you want me to do former coworkers? <laughs> I, I, Jeff I Dontre. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess. Harry Browning. <laughs> I guess that's how we're doing. all the way up to the most recent. Yeah. I don't know, but he hung up, so I don't. We never got to the end. Uh, Russ joins us in Gainesville, Georgia. Russell, how you doing, my friend? Johnny Kobasa. <laughs> Johnny Kilbasa, hey. yeah, there's another hey. legend. How hey, are you? Did you buddy? see that thing I sent you last night? I thought that was kind of funny. It was pretty funny, Russ. Thank you. I can't share that on the air, um, but thank you. Yeah, I know. I understand. You know, speaking of pictures, though, let me tell you something. I do not like that picture you have of me online. I've seen you a hundred pictures. You put like the worst one of me there is online. What the one of me and you at the Walmart? Yeah, I don't like. I don't look good in that picture. Really, I'm wearing my Waffle House sweatshirt. You looking all debonair? Well, you looked fine, but I didn't look that good. I, I, whenever you go out again, I'll come up and we'll take another picture. Russ is getting particular about his I social, know. my Let's social media. He's batting around the bottom the and he leveled yeah. up, and right. so he's got to get a better picture. Uh, well, you know what? Uh, since you're a radio star, <laughs> I will uh, oblige. Send me your three best pictures that I can use for social media, Russ. Oh, by the way, okay. came up in my Facebook uh, memories yesterday. Yeah. I think it was yesterday. Well, maybe it was today. Let me see. Uh, five or six years ago, we went to see the Goonies oh, wow. at the Fox Theater. Oh, Let me see that. Oh, it was it was five years ago today. Holy wow. cow. We went to the Fox Theater, and Russ from Gainesville. It was the first time we <laughs> met like you. That. You yeah. came down to see us. You remember? I was there. Do you remember what happened to me on the way? I was in a car wreck on the way. Yeah. And that didn't prevent you from going to see the Goonies. Nope. That's right. Yeah, yeah I showed up. You were that big yep. a fan of the he was Goonies. the only one, too, that showed up. <laughs> that, that was, was our the fan. first time I ever met you, I think. Yeah, that was yeah. our first time. Yeah, a legend, uh, uh, great moment in Mark Aram's show history. June 4th, 2015, Legendary Fox Theater. And we got to meet the legendary Russ in Gainesville. Russ, be <laughs> safe. We'll talk to you tomorrow. And don't forget, send me uh, approved social media pictures, okay? Okay, thanks, buddy. All right, there he is, Russ in Gainesville. Uh, what did I want to talk about in the final segment? AMC Theaters? Yeah, theaters. Might be a thing of the past, Chuck. Okay. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK on the Twitter and the Instagram at Mark Aram. This is The Mark Aram Show. Mark Aram. 
on 95.5 WSB, Atlantis News and Talk. Final segment of the broadcast. Rennell joins us on the Mark Arab Show. How you doing, Rennell? Hey, how you doing, Mark? Man? Excellent. Glad to be talking to you. Likewise, my friend. What's going on? All right. I've been calling for a long time. Glad I was able to get through today. Uh, you made two great points, and I uh, just want to kind of piggyback on what you already said. Growing up, you know, in, in the hood that I grew up in, the neighborhood, you had a lot of people that was up to no good, and it was a pretty bad neighborhood. So, of course, we grew up knowing, you know, not to trust the police, not to want to be around the police. But what we're going to have in the next 10 to 15 years is just like the incident on TV. You're going to have college students that are afraid to stop. You're going to have kids that have never been in trouble that are afraid to stop, you know. And that's just on the police side. And when you deal with these these uh, neighborhood watchers and stuff like that, you're going to have people that are more shut off than we've been for the last 60 years that, you know, I don't know why you're approaching me. What do you think I'm up to? So it's going to be a defensive thing before it's a, hey, how you doing thing. So that's, know, that's a good point. Watch. Things are definitely more moving more toward a defensive posture than a friendly neighborhood posture. We got to reverse that. We got to change that. Karen's in Tequila. Karen, real quick, buddy, what do you have? Uh, well, I, what I wanted to respond to uh, is in reference to the feeling of the explicit that was uh, articulated over the, 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 the uh, deceased Mr. Aubrey. And you asked, how did we feel? And basically, I just felt pain, nothing but pain. In fact, I went ahead through Facebook and articulated that uh, through documentation to one of my friends back home in Connecticut. And she said, basically, if you want to see change, then go ahead and vote or, or shut your mouths or something negative. So when I documented what happened today in reference to what you were talking mm-hmm. about, then there was no response. I said, listen, friend, I just feel hurt. And there was no response whatsoever. And I strongly believe, here's my point, that until America understands that she or he does not understand what African-Americans go through because they haven't experienced the experiences, they people will never understand uh, where we're coming from, and therefore they'll they'll say you know that you guys are too sensitive or you guys are gotcha. you know, Karen, uh, Karen you I hate to do this, uh, but we're at the end of the show. Thank you so much for the call and the feedback, Longoria Star of the Show. And now, are you guys ready for the Mark Aram Star? Tony of the Thomas, show. Channel Two, gets Star of the Show. Great reporting there. Real quick, AMC Theaters doubts they can remain in business after the COVID nineteen. They expect losses of over two billion dollars this year. I stopped going to the movies even before the COVID. Uh, I just enjoy watching it at home. Chuck's getting a big new TV. We'll just watch the movies over there. Sound good? Sound good. Works for me. All right, let's have a nice, easy Friday tomorrow. Let's do fun stuff. Uh, On Twitter and Instagram, at Mark Aram. Hi, Rachel Perry, wearing a mask. Good to see you. Uh, Facebook, Mark Aram WSB. In the meantime, go to sleep, little baby. Go to sleep, you little baby. Guests of the Mark Aram Show stay at the all-sweet Omni Hotel, located in the heart of Chicago's Magnificent Mile. Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity. The future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com.